You're listening to The Drew Marshall Show, Canada's most listened to spiritual talk back program. Well, joining us now in the studio is Richard James, and he is the High Priest of the Wiccan Church of Canada. And um, I know that for many of you folks who have listened to Christian Radio forever and a day, that this is just going to be too much for you to handle, so I welcome you to go away. I've also found it to be more reputable to consider primary source material. And what I mean by that is it just seems more... I don't know, more sensical to hear what a Wiccan says about being a Wiccan than it does to hear what a Christian has to say about being a Wiccan. And uh, Richard joins us today to clear up any misunderstandings we may have about witchcraft, Wicca, White Witch, Dark Witch, all that kind of stuff. So welcome to the show, please. Richard James, again, I've, I've thanked you like three times for coming because... Because I, you know, one of the main reasons, the thing that sticks out with me, Richard, is um, is the history that... Christians and Wiccans have had over the years, or Christians and witches, etc., etc., and it's not a good history. I don't think it's a good relationship. Do you? Oh, over the years, it's been pretty bad. Yeah. Fortunately, it's improving. It is improving? You're getting that? Yes. Good. Good. I mean, uh, at the risk of sounding like I'm just trying to suck up right off the bat, which I guess I am in some sense, um, you know, even though I didn't have anything to do with it, I kind of feel embarrassed about the the uh, the burnings you know the whole the history of everything um, all that stuff in 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 the past where it was just you know it was justified based on what god said and it was just it was brutal it was brutal but on the other hand i don't think it's all that appropriate to uh visit the sins of the your forefathers on their sons namely you hmm. i think we can uh, sort of Start from now. Yeah, because I think if you look at the historicity of of any either alternative religious movement or world religion, there's some nastiness in in everyone's closet. Would you not agree? Yes, but uh, Christians have had two thousand words to, years to, uh, to work on the nastiness. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Build up a bit of a library of nastiness. Yes. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, I went onto your website and uh, it's wcc.on.ca and I. I've been doing a lot of reading and researching over the last week because I, I, I'm ignorant in this area. I really am. And I've brought some things with me to refer to because what I want to know is the stuff that I'm reading, is it true or is it not true? And uh, I can think of no better person to ask that than you. The history of the WCC and the Odyssean tradition. Can you just uh, explain to me the Odyssean tradition? Okay. The Odyssean tradition Thank is you. simply mispronounced a it. small group of witches who form the spiritual advisors, the uh, priesthood, if you will, of the Wiccan Church of Canada. But it's more appropriate here to simply talk about the Wiccan Church of Canada, the WCC. Right. And how long has that been around for? It was incorporated in 1979. 79? Yes. Okay. Uh, and you guys started the WCC, did you and your wife, would that be right? Uh, we were founding the people. original members, yes. Yeah. yeah. Why was it started? It was started because a group of people came to my wife and I and said, no, we don't want to be part of a Wiccan coven. We want to be a church. The difference being? 
the difference being that a coven is usually a small group of people meeting in private, probably in somebody's living room or something like that. And a church is an organization that is much more public. So does it come with tax benefits or more respectability from uh, government or officials or something like that? Well, it comes with some recognition. That's the word. From various levels of government. Um, but it doesn't come with automatic tax benefits. Uh, for example, you can't give me a check for the Wiccan Church of Canada and get a tax uh, receipt. You get a tax receipt. Right, right. Okay. That's still in the works. In the works, yeah, yeah. So you're like many other groups in Canada trying to be seen as equal. Yes. Okay. Um, going to the frequently asked question page of your website. Fair enough. Did you word those yourself? No, I didn't. Oh, there's some funny questions in there. You must. I mean, you must get asked these so many times. This one, folks, this is funny. So how come you don't have any spells in this site? I want to turn my math teacher into a toad. Do you get a lot of emails from, from high school kids? Actually... The emails we get, uh, if you write to info at wcc.on.ca, um, are usually questions about uh, people's uh, individual spirituality. I don't find that we get a lot of questions about turning one's math teacher into a toad. <laughs> and I'm quite grateful that we don't get a lot of silly <laughs> questions like that. I thought that was hilarious that you would put it up there. I, I haven't had a chance to read all of the answers to these things, but just there's just so much in the questions here. And so uh, spells. Let's let's go right into the spell thing. People think Wiccan. Think people think witch. People think spells. Is that part of the picture or what? Oh, spells are definitely part of the picture. But you have to remember what a spell is. A spell is prayer. What is a spell? Is trying to enlist the aid of forces or beings beyond you hmm. to accomplish what you need. Sounds like sounds like what Jesus people do. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, would you say that this would be an incorrect phrase, casting a spell on someone? Um, the most successful spells are cast on the person who's doing the casting. Right. They're so you're praying self- for yourself, in yeah, other words. Is that what you're for doing? For yourself to become a better person, and that may be getting better at doing what you need to do so that you can succeed at it. Right, right. Are you a witch? Yes. Are you a warlock? No. What's the difference? The word warlock goes back to the Middle Ages when it was against the law in Europe not to be baptized as a Christian. And That's the nice. word warlock literally means oath-breaker. And so people who were warlock, no, who um, rejected Christianity because somebody had already baptized them and promised the church that they would be good Christians. Right, right. And they had were baptized because it was legally compulsory. Then somebody who uh, later says, no, I don't want to follow Christ, um, was considered to be an oath breaker, in spite of the fact that it wasn't him that made the oath. Yeah. His parents did probably. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the oath of his parents was broken, and therefore he was considered a warlock. Yeah. Wow. That's fascinating to hear that. Because when I, honestly, like, and you must get tired of this kind of stuff, but, you know, when I, my, my uh, witch formation, you know, my formative thoughts on what a witch is and isn't was from, remember Bewitched, right? Uh, only you know? very, very Yeah, only, you know, and that's just, you know, if Hollywood teaches anything, it's that they don't know a whole lot. Uh, yes, indeed. So uh, let's talk about afterlife. 
Because here's another question on your frequently asked questions about Wiccan. What kind of afterlife do Wiccans believe in? Most Wiccans subscribe to the idea of reincarnation. Right. Not all, but most. What, what would be the, the others? What do they buy into? Um, some Wiccans uh, believe that maybe there's an afterlife in, uh, say, a summerland or the Elysian fields, or if you're very bad, there's a place called Tartarus, which is... It's up near Shelburne. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. One frequently asked question I clicked on that I did read because I was interested to hear your opinion on this was, what if my parents don't approve? Another one guided towards the teenagers. And uh, and it was interesting to hear your response. Um, the response of the site was basically, well, wait till you're 18. And um, I think that's reasonably wise. It keeps us out of trouble. <laughs> it does, yeah. You don't want to say sneak out of the house and join us here at such and such for a coven, do you? No. No. It's not going to go over too well with the moms and dads of the world. Here's another fun one. I'm doing a project or paper on Wicca for my school. Can I ask you one or two really general questions, and in brackets, like tell me everything you know about Wicca, and get back complete detailed answers, letting me off the hook from doing any actual research myself? <laughs> you can try. It won't work. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, do you do hand fastings, funerals, Wiccanings, and other rites of passage. Let's talk about some of the ceremonial things. Okay. Hand fastenings. Is that something like a, a wedding? Yes. It's very much like a wedding. And it's called a hand fasting because traditionally people's uh, hands, hands are, are tied together yeah. at the wrist. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, funerals. Do you do funerals? Yes. Right. What's a Wiccan funeral look like? See you tomorrow in a in shape of a cow or something? I don't you know. What? Uh, Wiccan funeral looks very much like uh, any other kind of funeral, except uh, prayers to different deities. Right. Okay. So you're praying to different deities, but mm-hmm. but really that person is is already somewhere else because of the reincarnational aspect. Or is there a time where they're in a limbo and they kind of got a shape shift? There is a time of rest, recuperation, and getting ready for the next life. So they're in Jamaica for a little bit. Uh, an equivalent thereof, <laughs> yeah. yes. But yeah, so there's a time of R&R, and is that a predetermined amount of time, or is it based on how good they were? I think it's mostly, and of course, I don't have a lot of memories of my past lives. Okay. So I can't be super authoritative, just as most people can't be super authoritative sure. <laughs> on the subject. Yeah. But uh, it's believed that... Um, basically, you're on R&R until the next appropriate life for you to live becomes available. Right. So they cark it and you can take over. Right. Right. Okay. All right. That works. Is there any sort of restriction on who can be a member of the WCC? Another question from this list. Well, you have to... Um, there's no real restriction a priori. Uh, you have to be old enough. Right. 18. Yeah. Okay. But other than that... Um, no. So if I'm a raving evangelical right-wing ultra-conservative lunatic, as long as you don't behave like one <laughs> while you're at services, then you're okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, here's another one. I've heard that people in the WCC are really all left-wing Greenpeace members, right-wing rednecks, flaky New Agers, uptight academics, closet Christians, closet Satanists, homophobic Puritans, bisexual polyamorous, uh, whatever. How do I know whether any of these rumors are true? That's a funny question. You can simply start by assuming that none of these are true right. and then start taking them one at a time. But is there a stereotypical person that buys into the Wiccan thing? 
I think there is. I think that the stereotypical person who accepts the idea of a goddess yep. is open to the empowerment of women. I think that the person who is concerned about our earth is open to the idea that the earth is goddess um, since the earth is our mother we must take care of her mm-hmm. so and what i'm hearing from you so far is baptist women who want to get into ministry or abused uh neglected uh maybe even lesbian women who are really ticked off with the patriarchal aspect of our society and those that are tree huggers I'm not sure about the Baptist women who want to get into <laughs> ministry, but uh, as an insider, <laughs> yeah. In fact, a substantial um, part of Wicca today was created by lesbians who just didn't want to have men as part of their worship services, and yeah. in fact, they have their worship services in groups of women to which men are invited to be absent. Yeah, invited to be absent. I like that. Who's the guy with the big stick? He looks scary. Is that you? No. The guy with the big stick is um, basically our security person. He stays out of circle in order that circle may be a safe place to worship. And so when we're worshiping in the park, while everybody else is in the worship service, he wanders the perimeter of the worship area. And if somebody sort of gets very curious, yeah. instead of walking up and tapping one of the worshippers on the shoulder and saying, what the heck are you guys doing? Yeah. It's his job to walk up and Hit say, him with the stick. Hi. Oh, no, okay. Say and hi. and yeah. uh, basically explain to them so they don't, don't have to interrupt worship service in order to get their explanation. Got it. Got it. Okay. See, again, I'm trying. there's some ideas we can, we can get here from. We can maybe use yeah. some of that in our church, the guy with the big stick in the hallway. You know? <laughs> Where are you going? The sermon's not done yet, right? Well, no, he's not there to keep people in. Oh, he's keeping people out. Oh, he's there no, to. We, we got enough of that in the church, so we don't need any more people trying to keep people out. Uh, I've noticed that some people in the Sunday rituals wear a knife or dagger of some kind. What is it? Can I wear a knife to ritual too? A knife or a dagger. Uh, we call it an athame, or some people pronounce it athame, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, yeah. Um, is a tool for pointing the way to the gods. It's a thing that one reaches out with and becomes, since it's a consecrated item, then it belongs to the person who's holding it and it belongs to the gods. That's what consecration is all about. Yeah, but why a knife? You can concentrate a wooden spoon. Well, Sorry, not concentrate. um, A spoon isn't as good a pointer. No. (laughs) Okay. I just thought it was shaped like an egg, that oval thing, you know. An egg isn't a very good pointer either. (laughs) I was trying to get in there. Okay. Okay. So um, some people will use a wand, which is also a fairly good pointer. Right. And um, it's a thing that helps us make that connection between ourselves and the divine. Right. Okay. All right. And I should go a little further about the athame. Um, No, not everybody in circle has one. Okay. And in a classical coven of witches, everybody will have one. But when you're doing a public service that members of the general public are invited to come and participate in and... People have not yet been trained. Yeah, you in back off in the night thing. Yeah, we, we kind of You don't say, want to freak people out. 
um, only the people who are actually um, running the circle yeah. should have one. Should have one. Um, otherwise, people be hurting each other. Yeah, yeah, and then the guy with the stick has to step in. <laughs> exactly. Okay. We don't want that. No, no, that's right. Okay, in just a few minutes, we're going to open up the phone lines to you folks, 905-338-1250, 905-338-1250. We're in the studio here on the Drew Marshall Show with Richard James. He's the high priest of the Wiccan Church of Canada, and this is a, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to call in with your questions for the high priest of the Wiccan Church of Canada. Everything you want to know about witchcraft and Wicca, but might have been afraid to ask. The obvious question that we'd start with is, concisely put, it's hard, because it's an accumulation of a whole bunch of different things, as far as I understand. What is Wicca? Wicca is an attempt that was made in the 1940s and for a little time prior to that to gather together uh, enough lore to reproduce the religion of Britain as it was before the Roman invasion and therefore before Christ. Okay. So you, and this has had a, a resurgence as of late, as you said, in the 1940s, a little bit earlier? Um, at the time in Britain, it was against the law to be a witch in Britain. So when they repealed the anti-witchcraft laws in Britain in 19, I think it was 51, very soon after that, books started to appear that said, okay, hi, I'm a witch, and this is what we do. Right. And um, that is kind of the birth of Wicca. Now, there are some books from before then, but none of them were published. Right. They're basically handwritten manuscripts that uh, show the development of Wicca throughout the 20s, 30s, and 40s. Is it true that, you, that Wicca predates Judaism by centuries? No, it is not. Okay. Paganism predates everybody. Wicca is a specific kind of paganism that is a product of the 20th century. Okay. Um, magic. And is that the correct, correct pronunciation? Because it's got a K on it. But it's still called magic, isn't it? Uh, people use the word magic with a K to differentiate it from what a stage magician does. Yeah. So we're not doing Copperfield stuff. Right. But it's still pronounced the same way. Yes. Okay. The magic th deal, uh, primary belief that magic is just the force which makes everything hang where it's supposed to, and that manipulating it is natural. Well, um, that strikes me as, um, if you're reading it off of our website, I... No, no, it's, no, it's not, no, I'm sorry, I, this is not off your website <laughs> yeah. at all, no. Okay, um, the word hang, um, I'm not sure why anybody would use that one, uh, that word. Um, magic is, in some senses, the result of a spell... And a spell is a prayer. So when uh, you're, the thing that you're pray praying for happens and doing a spell for happens, then that's magic. And you have to realize before you do magic that magic is possible. Hmm. And the possibility of magic is magical in, in and of itself. It's uh, something that holds us together as people who know we can rely on our gods. Okay. What would you say would be the Wiccans' view of Christianity? Um, they're mostly nice people, except... No, no, they, not Christians. Christianity. Christianity? Um, it's just that other religion over there, and not terribly exciting. Right. Um, that's about it? Yeah, that's about <laughs> it. <laughs> 
Well, I think it's important to note that in my estimation, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, that's why you're here, that um, it doesn't have the greatest reputation, Christianity, amongst the Wiccans. Fair enough? Well, like it's more you, than just that religion. No, over there. You, you just finished drawing the distinction between Christianity and Christians, so I'm going to hold you to that. Okay. Okay. So Christians don't have the great reputation. Christianity Bingo. is okay. Yes. Interesting. I'm glad you can do that. You know, it's just it. That's refreshing for me to hear that. Is it everywhere? There seems to be a sort of a. <gasps> you're everywhere. There's a witch here. There's a witch there. There's Wiccan societies in every communities and covens here and covens there. Wicca is now. Pretty much ubiquitous in the English-speaking world. Um, other kinds of witchcraft are to be found in other societies. But in the English-speaking world, Wicca is the thing that people gravitate to. Um, witchcraft, in most cases, is something that pe- is very intensely private. Yeah. And there aren't witchcraft associations or anything like that, um, hardly anywhere. I, um, certainly in most places in the world, they'd be highly illegal. Sure. Um, but if they were everywhere... Canada is a more enlightened country. Yeah, yeah. Therefore, um, Wicca can uh, be... Uh, flourish. Can flourish. Yeah. And it is. Sure, sure. Yeah. One thing you always get lumped into again, and correct me if I'm wrong, but is is the Satan stuff, satanic rituals and Satan and, and that kind of a thing. And if it, if it, if my brains are working right here, if you don't believe in in the uh, in the Satan of Christianity because you don't really buy into Christianity, then how can you be Satanist? Um, that is a good point, and we can't. <laughs> so you're not into the Satan stuff at all. No, because Satan doesn't exist. No. Satan is something that the Christian thing has made up to make feel people feel better, or whatever, you know, however they want to fit it in there. Well, if one is to understand Satan as being the adversary to the Christian God, then mm. since we don't believe in the Christian God, yeah. then we don't believe in Satan. Bing, bing, bing. But if do Wiccans have a lot of rituals that are similar to Satanic rituals? No. No. Because there have been some that would say yes, but that's only because uh, when the satanic, uh, you know, uh, church and uh, Anton LaVey and everybody else got together, they kind of stole some of your rituals. And so that might be the only comparison going. Uh, actually, they uh, stole nothing. Okay. Um, the Church of Satan might have lifted some stuff from Aleister Crowley. Right. Um, but other than that... If I I don't have a strong feeling about what Satanists do because you know I'm not one. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, but you have, if, if you want to know what Satanists do, get a Satanist. Yeah, in yeah, here. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But do you have Satanists say, "Hey, I want to be part of the uh, the Wiccan thing too"? Yes, and then what happens is we promptly tell tell them that no, you want to stay a Satanist or you want want to be part of the Wiccan right. thing. Um, take your pick. But it's very difficult to be a servant to two masters, and yes. uh, therefore um, decide now or go away for a while and yeah. decide. And yeah. We'll see you once you've decided here. So now the two master thing is an interesting concept because you worship multiple gods. Yes. So is there a master in a Wiccan's life? I think for many Wiccans, there are gods that speak loudly to them. I'll give you an example. A very dear friend of mine is a blacksmith. Okay. And therefore, there are several uh, gods of blacksmithing 
who strive to be excellent blacksmiths, and they pray to uh, pray to the blacksmith god, maintain a shrine in the forge area, and so on, because they want to be as good a blacksmith as they can. So maybe they go to the forge one day, they put a little bit of incense on, and that that helps to remind them and do a short prayer, and then they start the work day. Is there a baker god not to make light? Is yes. there a baker god? Yes, there are. Is there a, is there an occupational god for most occupations? Um, not the more modern ones. Okay, but um, the ones that have been around when when. Yeah, I mean there are gods of communication, and you might do well to pray to one of those. But uh, <laughs> are you saying I suck at communicating? <laughs> Gee, well, Liz, Richard, no, you're I'm me saying here. that uh, you <laughs> no, know, that, no matter how good you are, you can always use a little help to be right. better. Now, as Paul, as Paul, and uh, well, would have gone to the Romans in in the New Testament and and said, "Hey, I see you're into a lot of gods here. Pretty cool. Hey, what do you think about the God of the gods? How does that sit with you?" Well, we think that if there's a god of the gods, then that's a little too imperialistic. You know, I want to be in charge of absolutely everything. Hmm. And to want to be in charge of absolutely everything strikes me as a little on the hubristic side. Okay. And it leads to all sorts of things like my God, my one God is the right God and any other God is the wrong God. And we can use force to and and that yeah. attitude has yeah. sponsored a whole lot of, well, what now embarrasses you. Yes. Yes. Um, namely the Crusades, maybe, you know. Yes. <laughs> That's right. You're OK with Jesus? Uh, what do you mean? Yeah, what do I mean by okay? Um, <laughs> do you believe that he, he existed? He walked the face of the earth? Well, um, Tom Harper wrote a book that... Um, yeah, I had Tom on the show. You know, <laughs> yeah. and that suggested possibly he didn't. Right. Uh, and so I'm, I'm going to sort of be neutral on that But one. is there an official Wiccan stance on who Jesus was and wasn't? Uh, no, well, Wiccans don't really care enough <laughs> right. to form an official stance. Right. Okay, because I think that uh, the the main difference, and correct me again if I'm wrong, which is again why you're here at the risk of repeating myself too many times, the main difference uh, between Christians and Wiccans is that you don't believe in sin and therefore do not believe you need forgiveness from any other person for that sin. Would that be a fair bottom line main difference? I think that pagans and other and Wiccans in particular do believe in doing things that are really bad it is possible and we try to discourage it sure if it wasn't possible then we wouldn't try to discourage it yeah but who demons who demons sorry that was a Freudian <laughs> one who deems whether it's it's bad or not what's bad and what isn't who where's the where's the rule book I think society creates its own rule book. Every society has a different rule book. That's part of what defines a society. So if we lived in a purely pagan society with no Judeo-Christian or monotheistic uh, values that come attached, uh, there would be less rules to break. So what you you could get away with more there than you would here. I think that maybe we have a few too many rules in our society. Right. 
But I, what I'm saying is, is it's sort of subjective here. It depends what society you live in, and that depends on how much of a rule breaker you are. That's true all over the world right now. Right. And Wiccans certainly aren't a uh, major force in world politics anywhere. Right, right. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. All right. Again, folks, just to let you know, in about five minutes, we're going to open up the phone lines. I know you're all calling in right now. The number is 905-338-1250. 905-338-1250. We're in the studio with Richard James, who is the high priest of the Wiccan Church of Canada. And uh, it's going to be your opportunity to uh, ask anything you want to ask about witchcraft or Wicca or whatever, that whole that whole scene, anything you want. Let's clear this. Uh, let's clear this up. I guess another another um, aspect that stands out when I think of Wiccan, uh, the, the Wiccan lifestyle, is the is the female thing, the goddess thing. The um, I, I'm sorry, I don't mean to offend you by saying thing, but I I just can't think of all the right words. And as, as opposed to coming up with something it's totally okay. corny, I'd stay with you, thing. You you can just say the goddess and leave off the word thing. Okay, it's all right, all right. <laughs> um, you know, it, when I think about the, the the feminine aspect of Christianity, it does seem to be a, primarily a patriarchal thing. <laughs> yes. And so do you get a lot of bugged Christians that leave the fold or the flock and come to your side because it's more accepting of femininity or feminine spirituality? Uh, a few but more leave Christianity because Christianity has sponsored specific, much more specific abuses in their lives. Uh, people who went to school and were told specifically, you're a girl, you, and uh, we got a whole number, a lot of lapsed Catholics because Catholics went to Catholic schools. And uh, people who say, I was treated really, really badly hmm. because Girls were told, no, they can't study this and whatever. Yeah. And so, or, um, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Okay. Yeah. No, well, in Genesis 1, they're God's image is male and female. Um, Genesis 3, Adam is named for the ground and, and he named Eve for his, his maker, Yahweh. Proverbs 8 talks about, uh, some more f- positive feminine things. I mean, there, there seems to be a, a lot of scriptures that that say, hey, yeah. And especially in these days when the Christian church seems to be uh, diving into the Holy Spirit a lot more than ever before, there seems to be more of a feminine aspect to the triune God through the Holy Spirit. Does that ring any bells at all? Are you, are you getting you're, that? You're talking the Bible, which is, as far as I'm concerned, I'm not an expert in. Yeah. Um, but in I, that comparison, <laughs> you know. between, yeah, in the comparison, though, between... Wiccan and and Christianity. Well, you know what? When I, when I think about, uh, as I said at the very beginning, when when uh, the Wiccan Church uh, says, "Hey, uh, you know what? To be honest, we we really are down with the female side of spirituality." And comparatively, there's a lot of other religions that really aren't. I mean, there is a comparison, and the comparison says, "Yeah, the Christian Church is very patriarchal." Yes. Yeah. Always has been. Yeah. And so now I, I think I would just compare that with some of the scriptures that say, well, no, there there is a whole lot of like, you know, how many, who were the, <coughs> excuse me, who were the people that witnessed Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection? You know, the the, the main agreeing accounts were the were the women that hung out there, and uh, Jesus was not condemning of the single mother or the or the prostitute or you know what I mean? Is that is that are, am I doing any yay Jesus there or is uh, that not it, working it, at all? It, it, I, it sounds to me like you're. Uh 
trying real hard to uh, make Christianity sound more um, accepting of women. Um, yeah. <laughs> which, which it's failed miserably at. <laughs> so yeah. let the historical which record Christians stand have, for itself. Which Christians have failed miserably at. Yes. And, and again, I want to concede this, this uh, aspect. Uh, Richard, you know, Christ never called us to become Christians. He called us to follow Christ. And so this Christianity thing that we've developed over the years, there's a lot of weirdness in it. Uh, yes, and that's why some people don't want to be Christians anymore. Right, right. Okay. All right. Um, the phone lines are open right now for you folks. 905-338-1250. 